Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Russ. Welcome to today's show. I am joined today by the lovely, amazing, brilliant Miss Jane Jewell, who is our managing director here at Clients on Demand and one of the top mindset performance coaches on the planet. Welcome, Jane. And so today, guys, we're going to be talking about um, the three different energies that we see people bringing to their business. And, and those three energies are the cocky, the cowardly, and the confident. And we're going to talk about what that means and why when you enter into your business with the wrong energy, how it's going to cost you in ways that you can't even imagine. And what is the wrong energy? And then how do you create the right energy? And why is that so important? Because the truth, guys, is that if you make decisions from the wrong framework, if you make decisions from the wrong point of view, you're going to be just making bad decisions left and right. And what this show is about more than anything is we really want to be able to empower you to increase the quality of your decision-making so that when you're running your business and you're building something great, you have a, you have a guideposts and a, and a roadmap and you know where you're going. You know what you want to do because building a business is one of the most scary, uncertain, difficult, risky things that a human being can do. And so any tools and guidance that we can give you to help you navigate those waters more efficiently, that's what we live for. That's what we get out of bed for. So Jane, let's talk about those three energies and. And, and which, first of all, which one do we see the most? Where, where, do, where do we see people showing up the most frequently? <laughs> well, I would love to say confident. Confident <laughs> <laughs> um, like after they've been working with us for a little while, yeah. But normally oh, yes. when people show up, you know, they're in a state of terror <laughs> for the most they're part. They're in a state of terror. And, uh, you know, I think um, it's different for everyone as we distinguish what we mean by each one of these areas that you can operate from, whether it be cocky, confident, or um, uh, cowardly. Cowardly. Yeah, right? um, It all depends, I think, on how you operate from your fear. Because oftentimes in fear, people want to mask that fear. So they show up cocky, so nobody finds out how you really are feeling in that moment. So you want to mask that feeling. And then other people, they're going to show up a little more, you know, meek and not as, uh, not cocky, more cowardly or more inward or more downward. And they're doing that again, uh, from a pace of fear. So each one of those emotional states comes from a need to get some of that approval. So it's really the whole thing is just different strategies and different ways for dealing with fear. So that's very interesting because fear is the constant. Fear is the one thing that if you're, if you're moving forward, which is what you ought to be doing in your business, you are going to be constantly feeling fear. It doesn't go away. It's always there. And so yeah. all of these three different energies are really just different ways of dealing with that fear so that you can actually go out there and create the business that you want and create the life that you want. So whether you're coming at it from a cocky energy or from a, you know, a fear-based energy or whether you're coming at it from uh, you're, you've actually managed to move into confidence. It's all just the way that you're dealing with fear and the way that you're responding to that fear that like all of us are feeling all the time. 
So that's something I want you guys to understand is that, you know, I was afraid when I had 500 bucks in the bank. I was afraid when we were started doing $100,000 a month. I, you know, I was afraid when we were doing a million dollars a month. And now I'm afraid, you know, with where we are today. It's just so that fear is just constantly there. It's always there. And I think that whenever you're doing something worthwhile in your life, you're going to feel that fear. So one of the healthiest things you can do is begin to train yourself so that when you feel that little twinge of fear, it's actually a signal that you're doing something that can really make a difference. It's a signal that you're doing something worthwhile. So if I go for a few weeks or a few months or a while without, without feeling that, that fear energy or like a little, you know, doing anything that scares me at all, it, it, it's kind of a signal to me now that I'm, I'm, I'm not playing a big enough game. I'm not, I'm not pushing myself forward as, as much as I possibly could. So that fear is, is a constant. The question is, how do you deal with it? I think that I would like to jump back a minute because one of the things that you're saying is that that fear is constant. And I really appreciate you saying that because whatever game you're playing, fear never really goes away. Uncertainty never really goes away. But what puts you in certainty, uncertainty gets bigger and bigger. Like the things that used to put you in uncertainty before doesn't, that's not what puts you in uncertainty now. No. Right now it's a, it, it, it's a, you've elevated, you've, you've elevated that. And I want people to know is that even though you have moments where you still feel fear, you have moments where you're like, I'm going to take a risk. Right. And in taking that risk, um, you can feel you have those, those twinges of fear, but it's important that people know that it's not really an emotional state, even though it's a constant thing that can ebb and flow that you live in all of the time where it's debilitating. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens for people is they can hear fear and they go, Oh, I'm not afraid. Right. Like that's not me. Or, you know, I don't, I don't live afraid all of the time where for most people, fear oftentimes just shows up as uncertainty. Like it's not always like this thing, like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to hit a tree. Right. Like it's not always that big, strong fear. Sometimes it's that thing that has you just like playing again, playing a a reel over and over again, or keeps you up late at night or um, prevents you from taking action. So sometimes fear is really big. And sometimes it's just like this thing sitting on your, on your shoulder that's preventing you from moving forward. And I, I think that distinction is important that although fear ebbs and flows and it comes up for you and that uncertainty, that's what you're using to harness your growth. And I think you're doing that in such a positive way because you've created such a good meaning about it, right? Like if I'm feeling uncertain or if I'm not feeling uncertain, it's like, okay, let's do it guys. What's our next goal? What's this next big thing? What's the new risk where for other people in different stages of their life, they feel that uncertainty and they go smaller and they constrict and they don't use it in the same kind of drive. So I think it's important to distinguish those two different ways to use that, that feeling of uncertainty or fear. Well, I think that's really the key distinction is, are you going to let that fear paralyze you or are you going to let it propel you forward? Right. And most of the people that are coming from that fear energy, most of the time when we feel, we feel that, it, it stops you dead in your tracks and prevents you from doing the thing that you need to do. And ironically, doing the thing that you need to do would be the thing that kind of alleviates that fear. But that's what is paralyzing you from, from, from doing. So the thing that yes. you're most afraid of is usually the thing that you need to do the most because subconsciously you sense that that's going to be the most impactful thing you can do in that moment, that that's playing big. That's got to have the big consequences. 
but that's where you start to go, oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good right. idea. Right. And so I think this is really interesting coming from these three different stances, right? The first stance being cocky. And I think the best way to talk about that is, you know, like the old, you know, high school metaphor of like having this cocky, you know, jock kind of guy, you know, walking around like a, you know, peacock, I guess, <laughs> you know, uh, and oftentimes when you're in a cocky stance of emotion is it's really just a mask. It's a mask of not wanting anyone to know how you really feel. And so you're overcompensating with that. And there are times that it's, that it's really good to try to will maybe that confidence, but there's a difference and distinction that we're going to go into between confidence and feeling cocky. And when you're in a cocky state, the problem is, is that oftentimes you are closed off, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can't really be in a stance of being cocky and coachable at the same time, right? So that's a big part of it right there is that is that if you're coming to something with a cocky energy, it's like you're it's almost like you're in denial about your own fear. Or like Jane said, you're 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 trying to put on this mask that says, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. And and usually what goes along with that is this attitude that then you don't have anything to learn, that you've got it. I've got this under control. I got this. Don't worry about it. And that can really cost you because the honest truth is you don't know everything. I don't know everything. All of us have an obligation to stay coachable because especially today, technology is moving so fast and the marketplace is moving so fast and business is moving so fast. And that's only going to get worse where technology isn't just getting faster. It's getting faster, faster. So the rate of change is actually increasing. And so what that means is there's just more and more and more stuff that you need to keep up with. You know, the, the, new marketing channels are opening up, new ad platforms are opening up. I mean, my God, Facebook, you know, adds features to their targeting all the time. Their targeting options all the time. So poor Adrian, who does the Facebook training, constantly update that freaking training because things are constantly moving. And so the thing is, is that it's, it's, it's going to be harder and harder to keep up with those things. And that's part of our job. But if you're coming from a place where you're not coachable and you're totally closed off to new ideas, it's going to be very, very, very difficult for you to be able to adapt when things change. Because that, that the change is just going to create more fear. And that's just going to create more of that cockiness response from you where you go, oh, no, 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 I got it. I don't have anything to worry about. And if you're coming at it from a confident place, you can be real about what you know and what you don't know. You can be real about the fact that like, look, my business is working great, but I would love to learn about that. Or my business isn't doing so well. Here's the problem. What do I need to learn to go solve that? Or who do I need to bring on board to help me with that? And that's what creates that open, coachable energy where when you have a problem, when you have something you don't know, you, you, you have the guts to be real with yourself and say, no, no, I don't know that, but I'm going to do what I need to do to close that gap. I'm going to do what I need to do to solve that problem. But if you're coming at things from a cocky energy, you're closing yourself off to that where you're just like, I already, I already know everything I need to know. And that shuts you down. Right. I think a good gauge is when you know you're in that cocky state is, no, 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 I know this already, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I know this, I've heard this before, you know? And when you hear yourself say that, it's a good opportunity to go, wait a minute, is there something else for me to know about this? If I were to hear this in a different way, is there something else for me to get from this? And 
Mark talks about this a lot with our team is, you know, you got to empty your cup because even if you already are an expert in Facebook, if you came from it, if Adrian came to, uh, to Facebook and approached doing our ads with, I got this, I know this already, she would be operating our Facebook accounts exactly the way she did it four years ago when she was getting good results. And she wouldn't be getting those results right now, but she's always open, right? You have to have an empty your cup. What else is there for me to know? What else is there for me to learn? What else, you know, could I hear in a different way? And I think that's an important distinction that everyone just has that alarm when you say, I know this already, I got this. Mm -hmm. And is that closing you and having some kind of constriction? And then you know that it's not serving you. The thing is that mask if the cockiness is a mask, it's like it constantly needs reinforcement because you don't have it all together and you know you don't have it all together. And I think this produces one of the most dangerous things that I see a lot in business, which is people seeking validation mm. where their business just becomes about reinforcing their ego and validating their ego and being a celebrity and being a big shot. And it's not about any of the things that a business should be about, which is, you know, to, to help to make money and to help your customers or your clients get the incredible experiences and the incredible transformations, whatever it is that they're looking for. I mean, that to me should be the primary driver of any business. But it's amazing how fast a business can descend into toxicity when the business owner or, or even not even the owner, maybe even someone a couple levels down from the owner is terrified and trying to hide it and really, really, really wants people to think they have it under control. Oh, this happens all the time. Even like you're saying, it might not be the business owner. It might be, you know, someone who works in your business and the challenges and the danger of you not being able to see that as a leader from people on your team. The danger is, is you don't really know what's going on. That's the danger. The danger is if you have a coach or someone working for you and, and they have that cocky approach to, I know this, and it's this way. And then you find out that they're not fulfilling on your product or service in a way that's in alignment. It's dangerous. You know, so you want to make sure that you always have that relationship with people on your team where they have the confidence in what they know. You certainly want your team to feel confident and certain in who they are and how they deliver it and the value that they contribute to your team. And you know that they're feeling confident if they're coachable, if they're willing to hear feedback, if they're willing to hear like, this is how you're doing that's great. And here's an area that we can improve on. And here's a soft spot because you cannot hear areas of growth or soft spots from a cocky place, but you can certainly hear it from a confident place. you can be confident in your abilities and who you are and how, what your commitments are and be able to take a look at and what someone has to offer and, so and that level of openness. Right. So as a business owner, or as a business leader, it's very important for you to be able to tell the difference because sometimes that cocky energy can be very seductive. If you don't know the difference, you can have someone come into your organization and go, oh, I've got this under control. I know this. I know what we're doing. Da, 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 da. And they start throwing their weight around and you go, oh man, wow, this guy's really it's sure great. of himself. Yeah, this gal's really sure of herself. But like Jane said, the acid test is can they take feedback or do they always have a story? Oh, so good. Mark always says, blame, defend, deflect, and deny. Like, like the, the, the people that are uncoachable, those are the strategies they use. Are they going to blame someone else? They're going to deflect it. They're going to defend it by having some excuse, or they're just going to straight up deny and say, no, I'm doing a great job. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. If you see those behaviors, 
that's like a huge red flag that you're dealing with someone that's working in that cocky energy. And they're so scared that they, they can't even open themselves up to receive feedback and they can't be coachable. And so you have to help these people transition out of that energy or transition out of your organization because if you don't, their performance is not going to change. They're going to stay where they are. They can't change because the first step to changing anything in your life, like, I mean, just like with Alcoholics Anonymous, I mean, you know, what's the first step, the 12 steps is admitting you have a problem. I mean, that's true for everything in life. If you can't admit that something is wrong and that you're and take responsibility for it, then you have no chance of ever fixing it and, and doing something about it. So you must be able as a business owner to tell the difference when someone's coming in and it's, and it, they're just confident. They're going to show up. They're going to do their job. They're open to feedback. They're open to criticism. They want to improve um, versus someone who's coming in in a cocky energy where they're super uncoachable. It's all about feeding their ego and they're going to do whatever they can to get that validation. That, oh, no, no, that you've got it under control. I've got it under control. And to validate that perspective. It's believe me that the way those people show up is night and day different, even though yeah, when you yeah. first meet them, when you first meet them, it might seem kind of similar. Believe me, in the long run, it's a huge difference. Yeah, that statement. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. I love what you said. You know, they come back with their their story of why it's that way. Where if you're confident, you can hear it. Like, give me more. What else can I learn here? And uh, that's the that's the culture you want to really develop within your team. Which you, you know. But it starts with you because your team yeah. is, to a large degree, uh, a reflection of what's going on with you whether you're the business owner or whether you're the, you know, uh, you know, an upper management or whatever it is, your business, your clients even are a reflection of what's going on between your ear. And so if you show up with this cocky energy where you're, you're constantly wanting to be the big shot and constantly seeking validation, guess who you're going to attract into your organization. And that's how the organization gets toxic real, real fast. You get three, four, five people at the top that are significance driven instead of driven by, you know, like I said, the things they should be driven by, which is making money, doing a good job, delighting their clients, innovating, all that stuff that makes a business great. If they're looking for significance and validation and they want to be cool, you get a few people like that at the top, the whole organization is just going to become toxic really, really fast. It's not any fun. No, it's no fun. No, no, no. <laughs> so we talked a lot about being cocky. And then if we go way on the other uh, spectrum is coming from being a coward. And that sounds so mean, right? Well, like, we, we did that on purpose. We wanted to identify themselves as being a coward. And I think we've used these two big, bold words to create some impact here so that you can see the wide spectrum, you know, cocky and coward, like that feels like such a big spectrum. Uh, but that coward, you know, Russ, you just talked about getting that need for I'm important, I'm significant, like look at me, you know, coming from a, uh, a cocky state and the coward, that need that you're trying to meet too, it oftentimes is a way to, you know, you, you get into that, I, I hate saying this, but victim or I can't do this. And it's also a way to get importance. And it's also a way people use to connect. And what's driving that as well is that fear. And the downside of being afraid is you get debilitated by not taking action. You know, you, when you feel afraid and you don't take action, both sides of those, you, you can't win. You can't win when you're acting, you know, cocky and you're not open. It'll show, it'll, it'll look like you're winning more because you're driving, plowing and, you know, bullying your way through it and doing things with sheer will where the downside of being 
operating from more of a coward state is it, it's it's so small that you don't even put yourself out there because mm-hmm. you're so afraid. You can't even take the first step. You can't push yourself forward. You can't put yourself out there because you're afraid of what might happen if you do. And so what you can do is you can begin to shut down. And like Jane said, most people, when they're backing down from something, they have a, they have a, a real problem just admitting, no, 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 I'm too scared. And so what they do is they invent a whole story about why it can't happen. It can't happen because I'm not smart enough. It can't happen because I don't have the opportunities. It can't happen because I don't have the money. It can't happen because nobody supports me. It can't happen because my wife isn't on my side. Yeah, my husband isn't on my side. And so you create this story because when you're really deep in that fear energy, you can't even admit to yourself that you're in that fear energy. And so rather than just sitting up and saying, hey, you know what? I'm terrified. I'm not going to do this shit. Peace. What you say is, you know, what you say is you construct a story around it about why you can't have it. And the thing is, guys, stories like that can cost you your whole life. They really can because you're just rationalizing to yourself that you're not willing to do the things that you need to do to get what you want. And really, that's it. When you have something in your life, when, when you don't have something in your life that you want, nine times out of 10, it's because you just haven't taken the steps that you need to take to get it. And, or, and if you have taken the steps, maybe you hit one failure or one setback and you were like, okay, I'm done. Instead of persisting and continuing to move forward. That's why we're talking about this, guys, because that ability to deal with fear, we all feel it. And, and we've all had situations in our lives where we've completely punked out, like myself included, where, you know, like the challenge was set before us and we were like, no, I'm good. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've all had that experience. Yes. But the way that you create the life that you want is to become very, very, very comfortable dealing with challenges, to become very comfortable dealing with challenges you've never even seen before. If you want your business to grow and you want your company to grow, it means that every step forward you take and every new level you reach, there's going to be new challenges at that level. And so you've got to just become very comfortable with dealing with risk and very comfortable with dealing with uncertainty. And so that's why we're talking about this because we want you guys to have those strategies that you need to deal with that fear. Because if you don't you're either going to come out with this fake cocky energy or you're going to be stuck in the fear and you're never going to get off the ground and you're going to have some story that you tell yourself about why you couldn't have it when really you could have had it. You just didn't have the tools that you needed to deal with the fear. I love that. So they're in the middle, like one spectrum, you have cocky and that repels people and it's, you know, not very attracting, you know, for the most part. And then the other side being in that coward And then right there in the middle is coming from a state of certainty and confidence. And what confidence isn't is it's not knowing the answers all the time. What confidence isn't is never being afraid. What confidence isn't is having all the right answers. What confidence is, is an an inner knowing that you're open, you're willing to take risks, you're willing to look at that which you might not know that you don't know. It's being willing to ask for help. It's willing to look for the answers. It's willing to take action even when you don't know how it's going to turn out. That's a big part of confidence. And it's something that can be developed throughout time. And the more action that you take, the bigger and more bold your confidence, uh, your confidence will grow. Um, and it's something that is developed within yourself And one of the easiest ways I think to develop that is through a daily practice and ritual and noticing 
what you're doing in your life that that feels good, that serves, uh, that you believe it links to a higher purpose or calling of yourself. I think that's one of the biggest things that help people develop that ability that if you have an inner knowing or a global belief that whatever you do in this world, that it's going to be okay, that goes a long way. That there's nothing that you could do that you can't, you know, fix, transform, move, or get through. That's where confidence is like, it's born out of that inner knowing that everything is going to be okay. But I want you guys to understand something that every really, truly confident, successful person I've ever met has had to work at it in some form or another. It's about something that they're doing in their brain, in between their ears, where they've taken control of their inner dialogue. They've taken control of that, of, of the thoughts that they're thinking every day. That's really the beginning of this entire thing is that if you begin to think all day long, oh man, I can't do it. See, this person tried and they failed or that other person tried and they didn't make it. And I've already got this competitor and that competitor and they're already doing X amount of money and there's no room in this space for me and blah, blah, blah. And you think those thoughts, those thoughts are going to disempower you. They're going to weaken you and they're going to erode that confidence and they're going to become your reality. And so if we know that that's going to happen, then we have to interrupt that process and replace those negative thoughts with thoughts that are empowering. Yes, I can do this. Yes. Oh, look, you know, Jane pulled this off. This other person pulled this off. Oh man, that guy, he doesn't really look that bright. And look at all the success that he's having, you know, or that guy, Russ, that guy's a clown. Look what he, you know, look what they're doing at clients on demand. I, if he can do it, I can do it. Whatever those thoughts are that lift you up and empower you, you have to begin to choose those thoughts and you have to do it consciously. It's a conscious choice and it's a daily practice because if you just let your mind run wild and leave your mind to its own devices, the truth, guys, is that we're so bombarded with negativity all day long that if you don't take conscious control of your thoughts, you're going to spend every day reading about, I don't know, corrupt politicians and business failures and crime and starvation and just all the horrible shit that you see in the news all the time. And it's going to sink in and, and those thoughts are going to define your reality unless you make the conscious choice to shut that stuff off and replace it with something that's actually going to empower you to get you where you want to go. So I want you to understand that this whole idea that some people are just born confident, I mean, I think it's basically a myth. The truth is that the most confident people that I know, the most successful people that I know are spending every day waging this daily battle against their negativity and waging this daily battle to stay positive and confident and focused and to stay dialed in. Because the truth is all of us, some days we would rather just can say, forget the whole thing and, and chill on the couch and watch TV or whatever. But you've got to flex that muscle and build that muscle. So just like the natural tendency of your body, if you never exercise is to get weak, the natural tendency of your mind, if you don't have a daily practice, like what Jane is talking about is to get weak. And so one of the first things that we do with our, with our clients at Clients on Demand is first of all, to get them thinking these big dreams, to get them really clear on their goals and exactly who they want to work with. You know, who is your ideal client? Who do you dream of working with? What's the price you should be charging? And for most people, that's between three and $10,000 on the front end. That's one of those things we can help you get clear on. But like, first we set that vision. We set that North Star. Where are we trying to go? And then we begin to help you create a mindset practice that's going to sustain that, that's going to help you build a foundation under those dreams. So it's okay to dream big. There's nothing wrong with that, but you got to build a foundation under it. And that's something that's part of a daily practice that you should be doing every single day. I do it. I have to do it. And, and, and what that creates, guys, and this is the really cool part, and this is the last thing that I want to say about this, is that 
you create a confidence that's independent of anything that you see going on around you. That's so good. Where I say you create a confidence that's independent of anything that you see going on around you. We're like, it's really easy when you've got plenty of money in the bank to look in your bank account and go, oh, yeah, I'm good. Or, you know, when, when you know, to, to, if you've got washboard abs or something, to look at your abs in the mirror and go, oh, I got my abs, I'm good. I don't have washboard abs, obviously, but I imagine that's what it's like. But, ask Mark. Right, yeah, we can ask Mark. But um, there are times in your life when things are down, and that's when you need confidence the most. There are times in your life when things are going to hell and your team isn't working out and your business isn't working out and the clients aren't showing up, whatever it is that you're going through, those are the times when you need that confidence. And so if you have that daily practice, it builds a confidence that's there for you no matter what is going on in your life, where things can be going great, you could be dealing with challenges, but that confidence is there and it's real and it's present. And, and when you have that, you are going to be so much more resourceful when those challenges come. It's not going to shut you down. It's not going to paralyze you. It's not going to knock you off kilter. You're going to be able to look at those problems objectively and see them for what they are and see the opportunity that's there. And you're going to be able to capture it without needing to kind of get knocked out of commission for, for five or six days because you're so afraid and freaked out and, and depressed yeah. over what happened. And that's the greatest gift that you can give yourself is to you know, create those big dreams for yourself, but build that foundation under it of a daily practice and build that confident that that the confidence that's always there no matter what's going on in your life. Yeah. Here's a, a neat exercise that you could do, an invitation that I have for you to do in your business or in your life is to look into your life and your business and ask yourself, what are areas in my life where I say, I know this already. I got this. And really look at that, whether that maybe it's in your business, like I got this, I know how to get clients or I got this, I know how to enroll clients or I got this, I know how to lead a team and check in and find out, is that an over exaggeration or is there still, is that coming from a cocky state or is that a competency? And if you really look at it, you go, no, I'm being kind of cocky here. Maybe there's something else for me to learn. And what is the consequence of coming from, I got this, there's nothing else for me to get here. And look at a specific area in your life, in your business, where you might be showing up that way. And then go to the other perspective and say, is there an area of my life where I'm struggling, where I'm not taking action and I'm in fear around it? And what is the consequence there? And you can do a real great, you know, evaluation of where your consequences are in each one of those areas. And then ask yourself, what would confidence in this area look like? How, what would confidence look like and how would it be different? What would I have to believe right now in order to be confident in this one specific area? And how could I ask for some help in that area? Because when you're asking for help or coachability, that's when you know you're confident. Like you're firm in what you're doing. You're firm in your resolve. You're firm in your in your belief that you're on the right track and there's something else there to learn and to grow. And here's the thing, guys. Outcomes don't lie. So it's very, very easy to sit there and tell yourself, oh, yeah, I know how to get clients. I know how to do advertising. I know how to whatever. I mean, I actually just got into this um, on a, on a Q&A call with one, of our, with one of our new clients last week where... Um, you know, this person had been doing a lot of different programs and the person had been doing this for a really long time, but they weren't experiencing the kind of outcomes that, that they wanted to experience. And so it's like, okay, fine. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how many books you've read or how many courses you've been through or, or whatever. If you're not, wow, you're doing this. 
or how long you've been doing this, especially if you're not experiencing the outcomes that you want to experience and something is wrong, period. And so I want to encourage you guys to take that hard look at your business. Are you getting the clients you want? Are you getting them consistently? How many did you get last week? How many did you get last month? Um, are you charging the kinds of prices you want to charge? Or are you undercharging because you're trying to, you feel like you're not worth it? Um, are they, are they really great clients that you love to work with? Or are they clients that kind of like you probably maybe shouldn't be working with? Are you seeing patients in your office every single day where you're burning yourself out, where you're working with people one-on-one? Um, or are you, do you have some sort of leverage in your business where you have freedom? If, if you wanted to go on vacation tomorrow, could you, if you wanted to go to Italy or Japan or Hawaii tomorrow, could you go? Or would you be too stuck in order you know, to do that? And so when you look at it in that way, I mean, those are, those are black and white. Those are yes or no questions. If you're not getting the outcomes that you want in your business, then I want to invite you to be coachable and do something about it. And I want to invite you to book a call to talk to us. And to do that, you go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book a call with us. What we'll do is we'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes to an hour and we can talk about everything that's going on in your business. What kind of clients do you want to work with? How are you attracting them? What should you be charging? What should your offer be? Maybe you're not even sure what you should be offering people. If not, that's cool. We'll help you figure that out. How should you deliver it? How should you reach those people? And you can bring us up to speed on everything that's going on in your business. And if it's something that we can help, we can help you dial in any of those things or all of those things. We'll talk about how we can do that. But what you're going to get on that call is a massive amount of clarity where you'll know for a fact what's working and what's not working. And then you can start to cut through rationalizations, cut through excuses, cut through all the BS and just figure out what you should do to create the life and the business that you want. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and let us help you figure that out. Because the truth is building an amazing business, it's not easy, it's tough, but it's damn near impossible if you don't have a strategy and you don't have the right people backing you up. And so all these things we've been talking about, dealing with fear, dealing with uncertainty, the biggest gift I can give you is to get you into a routine of building that confidence and to give you a plan that you can actually be confident about so that you're not flailing around, you're not wandering around in the dark, you know exactly what to do step by step. And you got this team of brilliant people who really care about you, backing you up every step of the way. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and book a call to speak to us. Bye guys. All right, superstars, we'll catch you on the next show. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.